It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Good morning. Uh, good morning and welcome to the Morning Report. My name is Willie Lawson. The Morning Report is a production of FightBackMedia.com, FightBackMedia.com, FightBackMedia.com. I trust you are well on this beautiful Wednesday morning. It's, it's going to be a little rainy today here in the Tampa Bay area. The sun's trying to shine, but the humidity is going to win because right now the humidity always wins. No matter what the temperature is, the humidity wins. Um... We we got to get right to this because, folks, yesterday afternoon, as you probably already heard and you saw on uh, our Facebook page and you saw on, on, on the YouTube channel, Kamala Harris is Joe Biden's VP pick. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, and and I'm, I'm telling you, the, the very first thing I saw, I thought when I saw this was Trump 2020, baby. Um, all the way, game over, uh, we win, end of story. I really, and and that maybe shouldn't have been my first thought, but it is my first thought, and it's my thought this morning. But today, we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about, um, you guys know that I work uh, for a theme park company, and um, there's a story about a place called Sesame Place, uh, which is a SeaWorld park. That where a seventeen-year-old kid got punched in the face, um, and I and we'll talk about that, and we want to talk about COVID numbers because I've got a question about COVID numbers and um, how they're be, again how they're being presented because I think this is really this is an as an important a story as the COVID um, story itself, how the numbers are being presented. And maybe why they're being presented in the way that they are. Anyway, thanks again for for coming back and um, to the morning report. Listen, if you've not visited the uh, the website fightbackmedia.com, Fightback Media Underground got launched on Wednesday, and uh, we're looking for people to come in and um, say they're part of the underground. All you gotta do is go and click on the link and register, and um, information will be coming your way so that's all you gotta do it's all you gotta do um, so we will um we'll be waiting for you to do that and we'll go back to the morning report right after right after i'm and, and i mean that right after these messages One of the things that I get asked most is where can I get information that is not tainted with liberal bias, especially here in the Tampa Bay area? Well, now I have the answer. DBCTampa.com, a website by and for Tampa area conservatives. 
Tampa's leading conservative voices speak freely at tbctampa.com. And you can too. So join the fun and enjoy the freedom at tbctampa.com. If you are a true blue conservative, small businesses are near and dear to your heart. They are the lifeblood of our life and economy. I believe this, and that's why my florist is not a website or phone number. My florist is Bloomingdale's Flower Shop, Tampa's premier flower shop. At 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida, and at 6835 State Road 54 in Newport Ritchie. Call Christine at 813-933-1942 and at 727-232-6900. She can also be reached on the web at www.bloomingdays.com. Alright, alright, welcome back. Welcome back to the Morning Report. My name is Willie Lawson. I trust that you are well wherever you happen to be. Yesterday, about 4 o'clock in the afternoon or so, Eastern Standard Time, maybe a little earlier, um, Joe Biden picked Kamala Harris as his running mate for the 2020 presidential campaign. Yes, it was. It seemed, it, if it seems late to you, it is. With, with the election being in November, and this is the middle of August, September, October, two months of campaigning with her. Interesting. Um, <laughs> and and there's a lot of back and forth about the pick. Um, well, actually, there's not a lot of back and forth about the pick. The pick is my friend Paul Swanson. If you saw our live, we did. Uh, well, well, it wasn't live. It was a Zoom um, call that we made yesterday afternoon about four thirty, four thirty-five. Paul sort of nailed it. He said it was a woke pick, you know, quote, woke, end quote, pick. Um, Joe Biden and his campaign panned themselves in a corner because they said they had to pick that they were that he was going to pick a not only a woman as his running mate, but a woman of color. Now, first of all, y'all know how much I hate that OC of color because basically that means anybody who's not white. That doesn't mean, and I think that a lot of my friends, a lot of my, um, my friends, my, you know, my black friends have to understand woman of color doesn't mean black because, and the Kamala Harris pick is just that Kamala Harris is not African American. You know, let's 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 just start there. Let's just start there. So the narrative that he picked a black woman, and that and now that any attacks, any you know, what any criticisms of Kamala Harris are somehow 
racist against black people. Shut that crap down because, first of all, she's not black. First of all, her dad is Indian and her mom, you know, and her dad is Jamaican, sorry, and her mom is Indian. And they met in college and fell in love and had the demon spawn. I'm sorry. Um, but she's not African American. She ain't black like me. In a very, and quite frankly, in a very same way that Barack Obama ain't black like me. Um, not African American like me. Not with the same experiences as me. Not the, not with the same blackness as me. If we're going to go there, if we're going to go ahead and be a leftist um, Democrat and think of race like that. If we're thinking, if I'm thinking of race, let me slow down. If I'm thinking of race like our critics, the critics of this program think of race, Kamala Harris is not the one. <laughs> that, that's just that's just how it is. If I think about race like y'all think about race, like the the black progressives think about race, the 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 people who want reparations and and that and that woke crowd, and the, and the defund the police department crowd, Kamala Harris is not the one. Now, as time goes on, we're going to get into her her history, not just uh, her history with Willie Brown, you know. Some some years ago, um, we're not gonna, you know, because that's the that that's the steamy and salacious part that everybody wants to know about. I hear she slept away to the time. Who did she sleep? You know, okay. First of all, I personally don't have a time for that. I'm the guy who is one of the things in life that I'm the happiest about is that in 1981 there was no there were no cell phone camera videos of, of any of our shenanigans. Although I don't have anything in my closet like that. Um, you know, you, you, you know, y'all, you, y'all know what I'm saying. Um, but we're going to get into her record. Um, she was the uh, a prosecutor in San Francisco, and yes, Willie Brown, who was mayor at the time, uh, wrote an op-ed piece that launched her career, and then she ended up being the AG of California. Some pretty controversial stuff out of her office, and we'll talk about that as this goes on for sure. Now. Here is some some nutty things that are going to happen. In 2007, we warned you on the Willie Lawson show, and um, actually, went, what did I call it then? Back on Blog Talk Radio, oh, the Rational Black Man Show, and then later on the Willie Lawson show on Blog Talk Radio, is that if Barack Obama won the nomination, it was going to be really tough because any criticism of Barack Obama's policies, any criticism of, of 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 any missteps during the campaign, any criticism of Barack Obama was going to be deemed as racist. Any criticism. Any criticism at all. So he was not to be criticized purely because um, any criticism of him will be racist. The Biden campaign is trying the very same thing. The, the cool thing about the left is they're not very creative and they t- tend to try the same thing over and over again, over and over again, over and over again. And that's exactly what we got here. Um, they're going to try to convince you and some of their, uh, some of the black folks in, you know, in the Democrat Party are going to try to convince you that Kamala Harris is black that Kamala Harris is black 
Rockwell like me. Or Kamala Harris is black like Herman Cain. Or Kamala Harris is black like Condi Rice. Or Kamala Harris is black like, um, uh, pick somebody who has black parents, African-American parents. Pick somebody like, like that you know. That Kamala Harris is black like Alan Keyes. Like Kamala Harris is black like, I don't know, like Kanye West. Uh, when she is truly not, truly not, Kamala Harris ran for president just a sh- just just a few short months ago. It wasn't, you know, I know y'all been busy with the pandemic. Y'all been, y'all been busy being part of the ninety nine point nine nine percent of people who. Are not dead, uh, <laughs> uh, so I know you've been busy. But you might remember that um, Kamala Harris ran for president. Kamala Harris also, I believe, dropped out of the dropped out of the race before. Um. Before the first primary? I think that's I think that's true. I think that's true. I think she got out of the race before the first primary. Let me um do some quick research. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Yeah, I think she, uh, um, a CNBC article, uh, CNBC article, um, dated December 3rd, 2019. Uh, Senator Kamala Harris has suspended her presidential campaign after falling from the top tier of the Democrat candidates after failing to resurrect a doomed fundraising operation. My campaign for president for president simply doesn't have the financial resources we need to continue, Harris said in a statement shortly after her departure w- was reported. Early Tuesday, uh, CNBC reported that Harris canceled a fundraising event in New York amid flood of recent reports describing her campaign as chaotic. Yeah. She said this, I have taken stock from uh, and looked at it from every angle over the last few days and have come to one of the hardest decisions of my life, um, my campaign for president simply doesn't have the financial resources we need to continue. Some some of her top bundlers expected her first fourth quarter totals to be a disaster and noticed that the events were not going well, according to a member of her finance committee who spoke to CNBC Tuesday under the condition of anonymity. Now, here's the deal. This is... This is... Evidence that on her own, she did not catch traction with Democrats. Now, this doesn't have any, because you're going to get some of this crap. This doesn't have anything to do with Republicans. 
This doesn't have anything to do with Trump. This doesn't have anything to do with racism. This doesn't have anything to do with any of that stuff. What this has to do with is that there are Democrat voters, Democrat voters, who could have supported her campaign, Democrat bundlers, Democrat donors, Democrats, who did not see, who did not see Kamala Harris sitting in the Oval Office. They just did not see it. Kamala Harris had more than enough opportunities to make her case to Democrats. And they re- and so as she was making her case in fundraising after fundraising after meeting after um, debate, she did not make her case to Democrats. This is, again, do not get caught up with people who are saying, because America's a racist country. Well, are the Democrats racist? Well, because Trump's a racist. Stop. So now, so now the Biden campaign says, let's take, because they didn't have, you know, after I want to pick a woman, that, you know, that's half the, there you go, that's half the population. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pick a woman of color. Uh, OC. OC, OC should always just stand for Orange County um, of color, which let it, let it be wide open to, I don't know, everything except lily white women. <laughs> um, there are people who are saying that even Elizabeth Warren was going to be considered because of her uh, um, Native American heritage. Hmm. That was pretty much debunked. But in any case, they were going to try to go with that um, on making a case for Elizabeth Warren to be his running mate. But basically, when he said woman of color, media has turned that into um, black. This is synonymous with being black. So, of course, a lot of the black Democrats got excited about, oh, he's got to pick a black woman. So they immediately started pushing um, fa- another failed candidate, Stacey Abrams, up that direction. Oh, boy. they were. I'm telling you, down here in the South, baby, they were excited about Stacey Abrams. The first black woman uh, who actually was, by a major party, was vying for the um, governorship of Georgia. Yeah, but she lost. She lost pretty handily, really. Uh, And so, because at the same time, you know, Andrew Gillum, and we saw how that worked out, uh, was vying to be governor of Florida at the same time. Can you imagine uh, the governor of Florida and the governor of Georgia being black? And I'm telling you, that's all they care about. Which is why they are buying hook, line, and sinker, although... They know damn well, just like I do, Kamala Harris ain't black. And you're saying, well, Willie, how can you say that? Because her dad is Jamaican and her mom's Indian. I'm not talking about political culture and and you ain't black because you ain't dim. I'm, this, this woman is not African-American like the people like she's pretending to be like she's she's not saying she's African African American because that's that's easily easily debunked. 
But when you let a lie go, when you know people are telling a lie and you let it go because you're benefiting from it, you're a liar. If you know the truth and you won't speak the truth because the lie is more beneficial to you than the truth, then you are a liar. Kamala Harris is a liar. The Joe, the, the Joe Biden campaign full of liars. The Democrat Party, liars. People who are saying that Joe Biden picked a black candidate, knowing full well what the American public think of, thinks of as black, is perpetuating a lie. And they cannot be trusted. They cannot be trusted. My name is Willie Lawson. This is the Morning Report. Morning Report 172. Um, we had some fits and starts here recently. Uh, my schedule is eh. Eh. Um, so we're um we're back on we're back on track this Wednesday. And um we need a little break. We'll be back um with more of the morning report right after right after right right after these messages. One of the things that I get asked most is where can I get information that is not tainted with liberal bias, especially here in the Tampa Bay area? Well, now I have the answer. DBCTampa.com A website by and for Tampa area conservatives. Tampa's leading conservative voices speak freely at tbctampa.com. And you can too. So join the fun and enjoy the freedom at tbctampa.com. If you are a true blue conservative, small businesses are near and dear to your heart. They are the lifeblood of our life and economy. I believe this, and that's why my florist is not a website or phone number. My florist is Blooming Days Flower Shop, Tampa's premier flower shop. At 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida, and at 6835 State Road 54 in Newport Ritchie. Call Christine at 813-933-1942 and at 727-232-6900. She can also be reached on the web at www.bloomingdays.com. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for um, coming to the Morning Report. We, <laughs> I love the end of that. Don't you like that? Anyway, um, my name is Willie Lawson, and um, the Morning Report is a production of the FightBackMedia.com, FightBackMedia.com, FightBackMedia.com. So, again, we appreciate you being here this morning. Um, if this is your first time here, 
um, fightbackmedia.com uh, is a website and our prime uh, directive is to push back the the narrative of of mainstream media about any about it, it was about how they project um, black Americans or especially Americans of color um, but now it's unfortunately now it's everything now it's everything because they simply cannot be trusted not even a little bit I wanted to um, share this this story because it sort of it, it kind of affects me you, you know when you have stories that you hear about that kind of could maybe have something to do with you at some point um, in Langhorne Pennsylvania uh, I love how I love when this crap happens up north because all these people up north are supposed to be so much more civilized than us hillbillies. Er, you know, everybody south of uh, Virginia is a hillbilly, right? Uh, well, because people don't know what freaking hillbilly, hillbillies are. <laughs> you know, most of the time. So um, all these, you know, especially Florida man. Florida man does this. Florida man eats an alligator by the tail live, you know, while holding a baby. You know, it's... So I love when this madness happens in Pennsylvania, in New York, and blah, blah, blah. So in uh, Langhorne, Pennsylvania, police say that a 17-year-old Sesame Place employee in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, was assaulted over the weekend for reminding two park guests to wear their masks. The incident happened around 5 p.m. Um, on Sunday at the amusement park in Langhorne. Sesame Place reopened this summer with a strict mask policy in place. Sesame Street, Sesame Place is a SeaWorld entertainment park, by the way, if you want to know what that is. Sesame Place is in the same family of SeaWorld, Bush Gardens, uh, Aquatica, Adventure Island. Um, police say that the 17-year-old, the 17, the 17 year old boy, reminded a, reminded a male and female guest about the mandatory mask policy. According to police, the two guests responded to the re request in an aggressive manner closing the distance on the teenager, um, which caused him to back up. Police said both guests then struck the 17-year-old Sesame Place employee in the face, knocking him to the ground. Then he was aggressively punched by both the female and male, um, Middleton Township Police Lieutenant Stephen Foreman said. Good God. The male and female guests, along with their party, so there was a, there was more than one of them. There was a bunch of them. Then split. They ran. A 17-year-old working at a children's theme park trying to earn money for school, for college, etc., should not be subjected to physical, violent physical assault, Foreman stated. Tinge was taken to a nearby, uh, to the nearby St. Mary Medical Center where he underwent surgery for his injuries to his teeth and jaw. The suspect's vehicle was identified at Middleton Township worked with Sesame Place security in reviewing su surveillance footage. Working with Sesame, recovering all their video and reservation um, forms because people have to buy tickets in advance now. These are idiots, apparently. Um, we were able to get a tentative IDs. Police uh, said the couple fled in a car with New York plates. Middleton Township Police are working with New York Police Department and other agencies. 
once a positive ID is established and the charges with uh, with extradition approved by Bucks County District Attorney, detectives will seek arrest warrants. So this kid working for Sesame Place reminds these two people, make sure you wear your mask. And then, and then gets basically attacked. So I'm going to tell you, we're all, I, and, 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 and I mentioned this, I mentioned this because nobody's really talking about this. I mentioned this for, for, for a reason. If you are in one of these parks, and this is for my conservative friends as well, if you decide to go to Disney, if you decide, I don't know why conservatives go to Disney, but anyway, if you decide to go to Disney, if you decide to go to Universal, if you decide to go to SeaWorld or Bush Gardens or Sesame Place or Six Flags or um, Cedar Point or wherever, and they've got a mask policy, can I say this? Yeah, it's almost 10 o'clock. Don't be a dick. You could have decided not to. You could have decided to stay home. You could have decided not to walk on the, on the private property. You could have made that decision. The coolest thing about freedom is your freedom. Because on your property, you have rights. Or on public property, you have a certain amount of rights. On private property, eh, not so much. You could have made the decision to stay home. What you don't have the right to do is to physically accost or attack somebody else. That's what you do not have the right to do under any circumstance. You just don't. You don't have a, no matter what, no matter how stressed you are, no matter how pissed off you are, you do not have the right to physically accost another human being in that manner. You don't. I hope they find these people. And I hope they put their ass in jail. I hope they find them and put their ass in jail. For a long time. For a inordinately long time. I'm going to keep following this story because I want to see their faces. I want to see who they are. And I don't care if they're Trump supporters or not. I don't care if they're... I don't care. It doesn't matter. This is not the behavior. This is not the behavior that conservatives um, need to exhibit. I don't know if these people are, are conservatives or not. I think they're just drunk and whatever. So, if you're in one of these parks and you see people without masks on and you think they should have masks on, know that I am not going to go to go to go to go to, go to them and bug them about it cuz I'm not getting punched in the face over this. I'm not. I am not going to get punched in the face over it. I'm not. 
I remind people when they come to the park, there is a policy. And then what they do out there, that's completely up to them. I'm not going to go around bugging people about it. I'm not going to. Well, that's a sad story. Um, now, I because that was COVID related, I have a uh, a question. I have a question. Um, uh, I've been tracking COVID numbers for my county, dating back to. Let me get to my um. Let, let me go back and get to my uh, my Excel spreadsheet here. Since June twenty seventh, two thousand twenty. Every day, every day since June twenty seventh. So we are honing honing in on about two months of data, uh, which is as almost as much as anybody else has who's been paying attention. And today, here in my county, where I live, there are, there have been anyway, thirty two thousand nine hundred ninety six confirmed cases of COVID nineteen. And unfortunately, sadly, there have been 395 deaths of and with, I'm going to say it that way because I believe that some of these deaths are people who may have died, who may have had, or may be, may were presumed to have had, because these are presumptive COVID deaths too. That's the only, I mean, it's the only way to be honest about it. Anybody who is on the other side of the numbers or on, on the other side of the issue um, for me, uh, in order to be, for me to, to take you seriously, you've got, because of all the information that we already know, that some of these deaths are presumptive COVID-19 deaths. Not all of them are. 395 in my county. Which means we have a death rate of about 1.2%, go round that up. It's 1.29 and something and something, but 1.2% of, of cases. We have a 2.24% infection rate. And of course, every time you get a case, that is, that is going to go up. The death rate versus our population is 0.03% of people. You know, if you look at the entire population of our county, which is about 1.4 million people, um, yeah, you didn't know that this area was that big, did you? Yeah, it is. And only about 0.03% of people who uh, in, in the entire county have actually passed away either from or with or presumptive, presumptively with COVID-19, right? Which leaves a, a survival rate of 99.99%. Right? What I want to know, as the cases continue to mount and that number is being presented in this apocalyptic fashion. I'm looking at the numbers in my county. The those that, that number that I gave you, 30, 32,996, is the number of total 
cases. But what's not happening is what a, what about all these other cases now that are no longer no longer active? What about them? Should they stay as COVID cases? Now, because because here's because here's, here's here's what we know. We already know. We already know that. Um, we're just going to take it face value. I'm not gonna. I'm I'm, I'm not gonna get into that argument about the number of people who have passed away. And this is going to sound harsh, but you can take them off the COVID list. Thirty thirty-two thousand. 996 minus 395. Is that what that is today? Yes. So they're off the positive list. They, 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 they just are. Which leaves 32,601 people that are still alive. Here's what we need to know. If we are the least bit the least bit concerned and are following the science and, f- and following the numbers to see where we really are. To get past the mania. To find out where we, where we, where we really are in this situation. How many of the 32,601 people um, have been, had who tested positive have been through a 14-day or 10-day quarantine or and now are, are testing negative. How What this number doesn't show is how many active cases of COVID-19 do you have in an area? Because that's really the only number that matters. The total number of cases doesn't matter. Huh? Only the active cases matter. And that's why I subtracted the number of dead people by the, by the, and these, these numbers I, I, I have, I didn't get from the Rush Limbaugh site. I got it from the John Hopkins University um, dashboard. I wanted to get some consistent numbers and I decided to go with John Hopkins. Anybody got any objections about John Hopkins? Hmm? Objections? Okay. I just, I want to know. What about the 32,601 of the people who, have, who haven't died? The 99.99% of people who haven't died. How many of these cases are active? Do we know? Is there a way to find out? Some of these people have recovered. Some of these people got tested positive, went through the crap that COVID-19 can be, and are now recovered and have tested negative twice. Some of them have. We should only care about, or shouldn't we only care about the number of active cases. When we're talking about something that's infectious, we're not concerned if you, you know, the big concern shouldn't be is if you've had it. The big concern um, should be if you still have it and and are still infectious. Does that make sense to you? But why is no one talking about that and we're only counting up this total 
over 5 million Americans have tested positive. Well, how many of those 5 million Americans are still positive? Why is no one, first of all, why is no one in the mainstream media asking this question? Because they don't want to know the answer. Because the answer doesn't bring panic and gloom. That answer brings hope. I'm going to say, by the numbers they gave me, that 99% of the people who, by their numbers, who have been diagnosed in my county with COVID-19 are still alive. Almost everybody, damn near everybody who was diagnosed is still alive. Now, will now will there be complications with some people? Probably, but that's all I'm talking about. Being alive with complications is being is still being alive. We can delve into those numbers at some point, but we are six or seven months into this, and this is a number that we have not heard. Uh, it's interesting that even when you go to some of these um, dashboards, you you see number of recovered. What you don't see. When, you, when you're talking about the United States, is the number of people recovered. All we should be concerned about are the, the people who are still infectious. Is anybody even looking for that number? I've got a gut feeling no one's even looking for that number. Because what you should do is that this number, instead of this, this can you know this this toll that keeps getting bigger and is only going to get bigger. And could get bigger forever, really. You could add somebody to this number who gets... I, I, I worked with a guy who last year, last year, had had swine flu, had H1N1 last year. And we know how long that's been going on. So you can keep adding to that swine flu, that swine flu total of over six, 60 million Americans. You can keep adding to that total. And we use that number, you know, as a, you know, a, a, a wiffle ball bat against the gloom and doomers here and the people who attack the um, Donald Trump's response to COVID-19. But most people who, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people who had uh, swine flu or explosive swine flu, they, they walked it off too. We didn't lose 70, 60 million Americans. 60 million Americans didn't die. That's, that's not what happened. And even 5 million Americans didn't haven't died due to COVID-19. Let me go back because some of you people are dumb. And some of the people who listen now, because I've, I've put this out there for folks. Every death is horrible, painful, gut-wrenching. When you're talking about public policy, you can't get caught up in the horror of the individual death. Because you're talking about, because now you have to make policy for everybody. You have to make policy for everybody. People who are sick. People who aren't sick, people who are who are at risk, and the people who are not are at very little risk. 
you have to make these policies for everybody to live in to live their best life. And that can be hard because it can seem harsh. In these situations, you don't lock down healthy people. You protect sick people. You protect the vulnerable. And we haven't done that. That's not what happened in New York. Still, most of the deaths are coming out of nursing homes. Most of the deaths in in New York, although Andrew Andrew Cuomo was getting getting you know accolades from New York Times and the Washington Post and and CNN, was most of the deaths came, were old people and the infirm that were in in long term care, care facilities. How many people are still infectious? Can we start subtracting from this total people who are no longer problematic at this point? But they could catch it again. They could. Then put them back on the list at that point. If they get tested, they get they get a positive test again, put them back on the list. In my county, there are 32,601 people who didn't die. How many of them are still infectious? How many of them are still dang- or are still dangerous or at risk? That's the number I want to know. My name is Willie Lawson. This is the Morning Report. Uh, the Morning Report is a production of FightBackMedia.com. FightBackMedia.com. Fat, FightBackMedia.com. Uh, go to the website. Go to the website. Uh, I love to talk to you. Send me a message at WLS860 at gmail.com. WLS860 at gmail.com. Um, until we see you again, go out there and learn something. Love somebody. And for goodness sakes, y'all take care of yourself. We will see you when we see you. Bye-bye now. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.